Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. National Signing Day is here, and while most of the work on Utah's class was completed in December, there's a few more players joining the program. And what does the 2024 class, now that it's completed, look like for Utah football? Let's discuss on today's Locked On Youth. You are Locked On Youth, your daily podcast on the Utah Youth. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments as well as on social media where you can follow our show at OnX. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. New customers can join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersell, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Excited to be joined on today's show by Ryan McDonald of Deseret News. And Ryan, when talking about National Signing Day, this is the official one. The other one's kind of known as like the early signing day because this is the, it's 2024 National Signing Day. So like this is in 2024. This is the signing day. But the best guys always kind of commit on that earlier calendar date. Now that's the way it kind of works out. So um, there wasn't a lot that Utah did, but there were still a couple of guys and guys I wanted to talk about that have kind of committed over the past couple of weeks that I wanted to give a little bit of a shine to. Um, one of the, those uh, first being a re- receiver, a two-star, Dizel Kamoku, and I apologize if I mispronounced his name, but two-star athlete, a receiver from Hawaii, who was a first-team All-State guy, 5'11", 180. And this is a guy who is a little shifty. He's kind of hard to bring down in the open field, does a good job tracking the ball. I feel like he's got solid speed too, can make some tough catches, good acceleration. Like when I turn him on, this is not a guy who's going to contribute now, more than likely even next year. But if you were to tell me like this could be the next walk-on receiver who's like a top three receiver on this team, I could see that based on the work ethic. And one of the things I also love about him, Ryan, is he's a guy who's made big plays in big moments. In the Hawaii State Championship game, he caught a punt return with about just over two minutes left, and he took it to the house to help his team win a state championship. If you're going to make plays in as big of a moment and a stage like that, I like guys like that on my team. Yeah, you know, I think it's a, a good point that, that you bring up right at the top about I think I think a lot of the guys that that we're going to be talking about today, or well, the the couple that we're going to be talking about today, are probably going to be walk-ons. You know, I think they. I don't know um, if they'll be getting scholarships at least right away, but we've all heard stories, you know, of 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 walk-ons who I think Devon Vele was a walk-on. Don't yes, don't quote me on that, but I. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there you go. You know, guys who probably however many years ago, Devon Vale, he went on a mission and all that. So I I don't I can't remember how long ago he entered the, yeah. the program yeah. now, but but you know, we were looking at a guy I'm I'm sure several years ago, however many years ago that was, we were looking at a guy like Devon Vale saying, Oh, he's just a preferred walk on, you know, like 
uh, who knows if, you know, he probably won't do anything. And, and yeah, like you said, he ends up being, you know, one of Utah's most important players on, on offense, uh, yep. a really important player. And so that's not to put pressure on any of these, these kids that we're going to be talking about today, like saying like, Oh, they're the next Avon Vele, you know, like you know, uh, chances are, you know, that, that they might, like you said, they might not contribute right away and they might not contribute at all. But I mean, truth be told, the same can probably be said about some of the four star kids that, that they sent, you know, that a lot of them, you know, might not contribute a whole lot in their, their college career. So you never know. And, and yeah, it's, it, I, I think you bring up a great point. Like, a kid who can make big plays and big moments. Yeah. Take it, take a shot on him and, and see if he can, can develop into to something that, that into a, a player that can be good down the road, if not right away. I think when situations like this, you're looking for guys who have that upside, who also are a good fit for your program. Like not only can you see, okay, maybe as well, if they come in, like work hard, they could do something here. Like this is where the character becomes so important, right? And I think Utah, that's obviously something that they still prioritize. And I think most schools prioritize, but like, this is one of the things like that more than anything else, when you're not dealing with the four-star guys, it's like the fit for the program and all of that becomes that much more important. And I think that's where we see it in this case as well for, from everything I've looked up, Komoku seems like he'll be a, a fan fantastic fit and he's not the only guy that recently committed to utah also Jaden bland a 6'1 215 pound linebacker from the class 2024 played his high school football in texas is coming to utah and this is a guy as soon as i flipped on the tape number one anytime you play high school football in texas and yes i did it i played by in texas so i biased texas but texas california florida right like those are these states for high school football and hey utah dude some work to get closer up there as well some recent nfl draft studies and all that stuff like about some of the talent that comes from utah been pretty impressive to check some of that stuff out but Bland's a guy who, to me, when I turn on, I love his coverage ability. Is one of the first things that pops off the tape. He's got good instincts, can make up ground quickly, nice hands, does a good job tracking the ball in quarterback's eyes, too. Also has that downhill speed to shoot through gaps. He's a strong tackler. I think he needs to get a little stronger, too, a little faster, all that stuff. But once again, the potential is there. I like the instincts. is a big thing I look for. Just the, those opportunities and those moments where it's like, it's a it's a tough gap you got to shoot, or like a play that's got to be made right there, and boom, he slams on the gas pedal flies through the line of scrimmage and making that tackle a few yards behind the line of scrimmage. This is a guy that I could, another one I could see, like, let's wait and see what happens. No, Devin Lloyd wasn't supposed to be anything at Utah. Two-star recruit. Um, I might've even, I don't even try to remember if he was a linebacker and goes on to have the incredible career he does now is making plays in the NFL. Lands a guy who also I could just see like that. I'm not, once again, like you said, this is, we're not saying he's going to be the next Devin Lloyd, but if you're telling me that this guy grew into a starter at Utah or went on to have a strong college career, like that wouldn't surprise me based on what I see turning on the tape here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you took the first thought that I had in my mind, just talking about Texas, like, you know, like Uh um, Texas football is Texas high school football, you know? And, and, and yeah, I mean, obviously he, he had to be good enough to play Texas high school football. Um, But I think another thing too, that, that um, on the defensive side of the ball, that, Morgan, I mean, a couple things yep. with, with Morgan Scally. A, he, he's got Texas on locked at like, he recruits Texas, you know, better than, better than just about anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yep. but number two is, is his talent evaluation ability. You know, I, he's an awesome talent, talent evaluator. Like you said, I, I bringing up Devin Lloyd again, 
yeah, like you 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 um, brought up the disclaimer. No, we're not saying these kids are are going to be the next Devin Lloyd, but um, clearly, you know, the defensive staff saw something in Devin Lloyd when he was in high school to be like, let's let's offer this kid, and and you know, and and yeah, I I I have very high trust in Morgan Scalley's, um and. And a couple other guys too. Sharif Shaw, I think, is a, a really good yep. uh, talent evaluator, and and several others on on that staff. I think are on his linebacker coach. As I yeah. think he does a tremendous job leading that unit. Yep. yep, yep. I think they've got some really good talent evaluators on that on that defensive staff, and and so yeah, you you know you might as well again take it take a swing on a guy and and see if he can turn into something. Completely agree. Yeah, and that's what Utah did here with both these guys. I feel like so it's going to be something that's interesting and fun to monitor. And you know, with National Sign Day in the in the books, this is pretty much yes. There's still some maybe some transfers and maybe a recruiter too that could still end up coming to Utah. Those kind of things can still shake out at the last minute. But this is Utah's class for the 2024 season. This is what for the 2024 recruiting class season. This is what it is. So I think now we can finally talk about it and see what we think about it as Utah. This is what college football is now. Transfers, getting recruits, like this is how you build your program and Utah's as it relates to 2024 is complete. So how do they do? We're going to be discussing that in one moment, but first, I want to talk to all of you about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snack, placing some super bets, and just they have so many ways FanDuel does that you can end your season with a dub or two or even three, because not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for how many points will be scored and so much more. New customers can join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, capital L and O. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Ryan, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Man, um, that's a that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I, I think I like the Chiefs. I I think I you know they they were down. I know that people are like oh they 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 weren't the Chiefs of you know maybe a couple of years ago or whatnot they were but the fact that they 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 made it all the way to the yes. Super Bowl and and Brock Purdy gets lots of hate but. Mm-hmm. Between Patrick Mahomes and, and Brock Purdy, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. And and so I I think I think it comes down to, to players making plays and and I have more trust in Patrick Mahomes than I think I do Brock Purdy. So I'm going Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna be giving my pick away tomorrow, but make sure you guys head over to FanDuel to make your picks today. Also want to talk to you all about another sponsor of our episode of Locked On Utes. It's our friends at UCCU. Learner, the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate, but parents don't always know the answers. 
Learn and Earn breaks down topics into fun and financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quiz and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning B-Money Smart Youth Banking Program. Helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Ryan, as I mentioned before the break, the 2024 recruiting class is officially in the books for Utah. And as for just how they made out and what to think of this class, I really like this class for Utah. I The only thing I would change is like I wish they would have added an off- a veteran offensive lineman and what a, the transferred offensive lineman, basically. They added Isaiah Garcia, who's a four-star. So I really like the future and the potential of Garcia, but that's just where I look and I go, oh, I wish they would have done that. But like, what did Utah do? They potentially got their quarterback of the future. They have tons of guys on here, whether it's wide receiver, which is always a position that this team feels like they need to be upgrading as they try to get more explosive. There's tons of guys in the secondary. They did a good job adding, which, you know, wide receiver and secondary outside of the offensive line really are the biggest needs and adding a guy with superstar potential like Isaac Wilson, I just think is fantastic. And we can talk about some of the transfers in a second, because obviously there's a big recruiting ranking drop for Utah because they were in the top, they were in two top 20 last year. This year, they kind of fell all the way back in their weight in the 50s, 60s, wherever it is. But to me, it's not as important because of the transfers. But just talking about the high school talent they added, I, I really like this group that's coming in. I think multiple of them have a chance to be longtime starters for this Utah program. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of that recruiting ranking is based on like numbers, you know, total number of, of guys you sign. And, and so that factors into it. And yeah, you know, they've, I think a lot of people did think, oh, this isn't as strong. This isn't as strong of a class as as maybe a, a couple years, you know, in the past that they've had. But they've had some really darn good classes, you know, yeah. in the past couple of years. And and so um even though yeah they're they're in a power conference, I, I do think that's difficult to to maintain every year. And obviously you do need to maintain that, but I'm a little bit I'm going to sound like a broken record maybe, but I'm a little bit less concerned with that um, with Utah than I might be at other places just because the staffs, I think the staffs are really, really good at, at developing players. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they were developing it before they were, you know, a P five and getting four stars, you know, more often they were, Developing the Devin Lloyds, you know, the, those type of guys who were really under the radar. And so I, I again, really trust the staff a lot um, to develop guys. And so I am less concerned um, than I might be at other schools with, with other staffs. Um, as far as, yeah, I mean, Isaac Garcia, Isaac Wilson, Hunter Andrews, they, they yeah. beat out um, Notre Dame. I feel like there was another school that they beat out, but. I know Notre Dame was in there. Um, um, so, you know, but yeah, I, I think they got a couple of guys who can be really good um, cornerstones, and, and then we'll see about the rest of them. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I excited to talk about the transfer, though, because I, I, I think they did do well in the portal um, for sure. And, and, yeah, I think they have some guys from the high school ranks who can – kind of be the cornerstones of the class like Garcia and, and Wilson and 
then kind of see about everybody else. Yeah, to your point, we don't why are we not going to why are we going to start doubting Kyle Whittingham and this staff when all they've done is consistently develop players and help them grow into the best versions of themselves, recruited the right type of guys that fit their system. So how are we going to doubt them? And they've gotten players where it's like, okay, I feel like some of these guys are going to produce in the future. Like I feel good about them. If this was all Utah did though, yeah, it would be a little more concerned because we're like, well, there's other holes and things that they could have done. But that was also a strategic shift by Utah where they decided they wanted to focus more on the transfer portal, not solely on the transfer portal, but a lot on the transfer portal. Like, we need receiver. We got Cam Rising. I need receivers ready to go right now. Let's get a guy who had 1,000 yards just two years removed from that in Dorian Singer. Let's get another guy in Tayshawn Lyons who has all the potential in the world. Of course, I'm glad he got lifted back up to being a four-star. He was a four-star at Washington, just didn't play last year. Um, have you seen that Washington receiving core? Like, I'm not going to hold it against that guy for not playing mm-hmm. last year. And looking at even some of the other guys, right? Like, a Lockie Gilman, a Stanford, a guy who started at Stanford, Cameron Calhoun. A really high recruit who went to Michigan, didn't play. They won the national championship. I think he's going to be okay going elsewhere. Get some edge depth. John Henry Danley and Kanias Vaughn. Also, Anthony Woods is easily going to be one of the three backs on this team, which is nice to have depth there. Keenan Johnson, a starter. And Carson Ryan uh, gives Utah arguably the best tight end room in the nation to me. These are guys that are plug and play guys who are ready to go right now. If you want to win in college football, you got to be good right now. And that's what Utah did a good job of focusing on plugging the few holes. I felt like they had because they had a lot of guys returning, but there were still some holes. And most of them, they just decided to plug through the transfer portal with proven guys rather than having to wait and like the unknown, have a proven guy who's done it at level already. I love it. Yeah. Um, I, sometimes it crosses my mind and I'm like, how in the world, I, I don't it would be I would be very curious to see um to to have more inside info about how the the Dorian Singer uh recruitment went because for yeah. Utah to land a player with the the resume of a Dorian Singer I know he had a a, a little bit of a down year last year compared to um the the year that he had um at Arizona before he went to SC but um I mean, to for Utah, uh, a program that that hasn't been known to be great for wide receivers, um, we'll say to to land a guy like Dorian Singer, um, I think was just phenomenal. When when that was coming together, I was just like, how in the world? Like, did did Utah manage to to land Dorian Singer? I I could end up looking stupid uh, come come this fall, but I just feel like that was an absolute home run. Um, Carson Ryan, I think Carson Ryan partly wanted to come home. I think that played into to that a little bit, but still to land a, a player of, of Carson Ryan's um, capability and caliber, I, I think is a, a really big win. Um, so yeah, I, I think Utah did really well in the portal. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, talking about Singer, I think the biggest thing that Utah had to offer was Cam Rising coming back. They're like, look, do all the receivers in our system normally flourish? No, but there's the the main pass catcher at Utah has done well, whether that was Devon Vele two years ago, even Devon Vele this year, still put up over 600 yards with a less than ideal situation at quarterback and a less ideal just passing attack in general. With Cam, the playbook will be opened up to its fullest and there's a big opportunity for Singer. So I absolutely, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't lead Utah 
in receiving yards amongst receivers. And the only guy he's going to be fighting with for the outright title for that. And Utah is, of course, Brant Keithy. So that's where it's interesting. But love what Utah did with the class of 2024. And we're definitely going to continue to talk about it and preview about it. Because actually, even today, Utah released and said who their spring captains were going to be as well. So it's funny to think how close we are to spring ball, where a lot of these guys who are early enrollees will get to see an action in the spring coming up. But before we get to spring ball, there's still a huge game to talk about for Utah men's basketball that we're going to be breaking down to close out our show today. And we're going to be diving into that big game that the Utah men's basketball team has coming up in one moment. But first, I want to talk to all of you about our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, they have great deals, and users can get 100 when you buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS. And those great last-minute deal, all in price view from your seat, their best price guarantee, Game Time is the best place. I mentioned the view from your seat. It's my personal favorite. It allows you to see exactly what kind of a view you're going to be getting from your seat, something that not all ticket sites offer and I think makes it a home run when you use Game Time. Plus that low price guarantee, event cancellation, the job loss protection, it's great because that Game Time guarantee I just referenced, it means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now all customer users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas terms apply just download the game time app and use code VEGAS100 all caps no spaces Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase download the game time app today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ryan, the Utah men's basketball team got a nice win this past weekend to be able to kind of get back on track against Colorado. And now they have quite the test as they're going to take on Arizona. And Arizona, still a top 10 team. When Utah last played the Wildcats, they were a top 10 team. And they lost on the road at Arizona by 19 points in that one. That was just one where... You know, they have so many weapons, whether it's a Caleb Love, a Johnson, of course, Ballo, what he provides, former Ute Pele Larson even doing his thing a little bit too. This is going to be a big test for the Utah men's basketball team, and it's one that's going to be tough to win. Even though you get him inside the Huntsman, I expect a good crowd, but Caleb Love has just been such a premier scorer late. I already went through and highlighted how many guys they got. Um, Well, Coach Lloyd does a great job too. Like, this is going to be tough. But Utah already beat a highly ranked BYU team inside the Huntsman. I think when you're talking about the running youth men's basketball team, they have the size to wrestle with a guy like Ballo, right? You can throw Lawson Lovering at him. You can throw Brandon Carlson on him some. Kaba is just not as big, but he does have some strength. So I think he can still make some plays on there too, down in the paint too. And this is a game where you got to have your best. Davon Smith has to really shine in this one for Utah because I don't think Raleigh Smith will be back. One of Gabe Badson or Cole Badjama is really going to have to get hot from three. And this is a game, too, where I mentioned Brandon Carlson a little bit. He might have to be the best player on the floor for Utah to win this game. It's something he's capable of doing. It is tough to take down a team as talented as Arizona, but we did see Utah do it last year, too, and they're even better at this year when they took them down at home a year prior, Ryan. Yeah, you know, I, I think 
anyone would would probably say Utah is overmatched in this one. But yes, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I think there's there's a little bit of a, a I don't know mojo's quite the right word there there, but. I think, you know, despite the little bump in the road that you mentioned that they, they had before um, beating Colorado, um, you know, they had a little bump in the, the literal road going on mm-hmm. the road. They, you know, they, they still have problems away from the Huntsman Center. But, yeah, yeah. At, at the Huntsman Center, I I, I kind of think it's – it's there's all the chance in the world right there for them to, to, to win the game. And, and so we'll see, you know, I'm um, – <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah, we'll see. Arizona is really, really good. But obviously we've seen Arizona isn't unbeatable. You know, they're not, they're not this, you know, absolute juggernaut. They're, they're beatable. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you about uh, Carlson. I, um, I think he's Brandon Carlson. He's got to be the best player on the floor for sure. Um, I think, but I love Dave on Smith. I've, I've told people, Unless I'm forgetting somebody, Davon Smith, I think is is the most fun player Utah's had since the Kuzma Pirtle. Um, oh, I, I think you might be right, D- Delon Wright. You know, era. I, I I think he is. I think he's super fun, and obviously he puts up numbers, and and you know he's he's almost gotten multiple triple doubles. You know, and and so I, yeah, I, I like this Utah team. Um, Certainly, and and again, who knows? Especially at the Huntsman Center, who knows? And and yeah, I think they got a good thing going at the Huntsman Center for sure. I do, and you know, just once again, like yes, Arizona's the top ten team, so no, Utah should not win this game. But let's also forget, not forget, this Arizona team does have lot has hit lots of bumps in the road. They lost at Oregon State not long ago. They lost at Washington State. They lost at Stanford. So they've stumbled on the road. They have not won. They've won three straight. That's their longest winning streak they've been on since back when they started out the season with a just a ton of wins in a row that included a win at Duke. They beat Michigan State, Wisconsin. So they had a lot of big wins. But this is a team that, like I said. Three games in a row is the longest winning streak they've been on since they had that huge streak to start the season. So they are kind of due on this road trip based on their recent track record for a loss to either Utah and Colorado. And dang it, Ryan, let's just make it Utah on Thursday night. And that being tonight, because we're recording this the day prior. So let's just make it happen then. It's going to be a fun game to follow and see if Utah can get it done. And if you guys want more Utah coverage, do make sure you guys head over to the Desert News. You can check out Ryan's stuff. He's got lots of stuff going there. we got the NBA trade deadline today, so we'll see if the Jazz can make any last-minute moves. There's a lot going on in the world of sports. And, Ryan, we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, JT. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked On Utes. But we'll be back with you tomorrow talking all things Utah athletics. And we look forward to seeing you then.